that's a lovely start. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Under Starters Orders podcast. It's Andy Cummins filling in for Chris tonight. Uh, we are here for a Cheltenham review, or um, yeah, Cheltenham review. I was so used to saying Cheltenham preview, but unfortunately, it's all over for another 365 days. And I'm joined by the most impressive staying performance that you'll ever see, even better than Galapan Deschamps in the Gold Cup. Declan Carroll, how are you, mate? All right, Andy, what's the story? Have you yeah. recovered? I have just about recovered. Skin went a bit south, but it always does. Uh, how's your voice? How's your liver? How's your kidneys? How's your bank account? You had a few yeah. winners, though. Yeah, the bank account's healthy. I, I had a good week. Um, the, the liver's probably in the jock push. We, we kept going. We hit the line well. You did, you did, yeah. <laughs> Needed a few reminders going out into the country if you don't. Oh, yeah. it's a couple of days now. <laughs> I, was, I was scrubbed along on the way to yeah. the course, but I always picked up the bridle again once we went past one or two. Started to enjoy myself. That's it, yeah. You just need the old settler every day. Um, yeah. And now, yeah, we've Richard asking how Braun is in the comments already. Um, yeah, but there's, there was a great picture of you and Braun. He, he gave you a good stare before the, the festival. <laughs> he gave you a right stare. <laughs> he, he, who are you, you cunt? You? <laughs> he <laughs> ran well as well. <laughs> he ran an absolute blinder. In fairness to him, uh, we we both fa- we both fancied him. We both tipped yeah. him up, and we we uh, the lads laughed at us. Uh, the the finishing line lads laughed at us when we spoke about him. Yeah, I think he hit. Years. I think he hit even money in running as well. I'm pretty he sure like he did. The winner. He, yeah, he did. Looked, definitely looked like the winner coming down the hill. He mm. he just didn't stay, and we that's what happens when you take on a horse as as good as the real whacker who can jump. You you that's don't get true. home around there and look we'll, we'll touch on that a bit later on so we will we will absolutely but we get flying straight into it then deck uh we yes, have questions yeah. listener questions and thank you very much to everybody that, that brought in some questions we got quite a few um and a resident of the show neve townsend with the first one should constitution hill be going chasing next season or stay over hurdles also how's the voice deck now we we, gla- <laughs> we glossed over the second question there at the top of the show he's still alive neve which is just anything um, it's back enough to come on tonight anyway just about just about it was touch and go but we got there um yeah so deck constitution hill if he was yours would you mop up four three four champion hurdles and a few christmas hurdles maybe go to punches town or would you be a bit more flamboyant i i with, with this horse you know i'm always quite envious of people who lived in the time of arkel you know um and got to see horses who are like no other and Don Ron, he's an opportunity to do with Don Ron. So why not? If they think this horse is good enough, if they think he's going to be an even better chaser, he's won one champion hurdle. You know, go chasing now before he picks up too many bad habits hurling. Like if he's going to be a better chaser, don't waste any time. Um, get another season into him if you even need to. You know what, what's gonna what's gonna take him on it? Like you're gonna see a novice chase. You're gonna see Constitution Hill name on the on the paper. You're just not gonna declare, are you? No, like, really. No. Uh, no, absolutely not. Like you know, but there's no reason why if this horse is that good and he looks that good because what we seen was exceptional. Um, outrageous, yeah. At Cheltenham, like you know, mm. like statement was clear second, and Paul didn't even ask him to do too much. He, he looked after him and. He was still clear second. Like it was, it was freakish what we seen. So, huh. look if he can jump, if he can jump well, if he can jump like a natural, get some novice races into him and 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 get him into open company the second half of the season. Why not? Like, might, yeah. no, go on, Dexter. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You you don't have to go. He's a horse. We we know he, you could run him in the Queen Mother, 
at the end of next season and you could be thinking about the Gold Cup the season after that. Wow. You know, we've we seen horses in the past campaign that aggressively and he he's good enough to be campaigning that aggressively now in this age. Um, but I wouldn't waste time going to win an Arkell or a Turner's or an RSA if he can jump. If he doesn't yeah. jump like a novice, I mean. If he's novice at all and he needs it, well then there's no harm. He's young enough to spend the season in novice company. But if you yeah. can jump like County Ray could, for example, when he won a golf cup as a novice, um, get him into open company the second half of the season. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And they might have no choice because they could rock up and you could rock up in a two runner Arkle next year if if they keep him. Like there'd be nothing wanting to take him on at Cheltenham. No. Um and yeah, you'll probably get, you know, the owners of Imperi Pass and Marine National, they'd probably stick over Timber if he was going if if he was going chasing. You would have yeah, told I've, I've seen people saying that Willie's waiting to uh, see what he does but I, I don't think that was the case I think his comment was taken out of context I mm. think Willie was thinking we'll go chasing with Imperial Pass next season but after his performance he said well maybe we'll stick over hurdles because it was yeah. you know he looks like a champion hurdler so to be fair to Willie he's he doesn't dodge he doesn't dodge his own no. know, he doesn't dodge anyone like you know he, he, threw, he threw a few darts at and I'm in the champion hurdle. Um, so, like, I, I don't see him being afraid. Willie's enough horses to win other races anyway. He's going to have a go with him with something, no matter where he turns up. You have no choice, yeah. <laughs> you can't avoid him. Uh, on to the next question from Andrew West. There's a few in here, but we can we can rattle through it. Uh, what were the most notable eye-catchers at Cheltenham? Which horses underperformed the most? And what race surprised you the most? So, Deck, what eye-catchers? Do you do any anything that, that really... I, I haven't right. gone back through enough to this but any eye catchers like what are you talking about handicap performances that probably... uh, I, I like for me I thought in the pocket was a bit of an eye catcher I think they probably ran him in the wrong race um, like he was staying on pretty well with the with the Frankel horse Diverge I thought they were placing the Supreme I think they're, those two horses could be a lot better than what they've shown I thought um, from the Supreme because they didn't actually go that fast and I think the two horses that pulled clear Fossil Vega and Imperi Pass um, I think they, they, they obviously have a little bit of superstar ability about them. Um, Fasal Vega was definitely more better positioned than the w- eventual winner, but he was better positioned than obviously Diverge and, and in the pocket as well. They'd be the two eye catchers I'd put up for you there, Andrew. Um, what about yourself? Do you, do you have anything, Deck, or are you happy? Uh, not, not really, not really as, as well as you know, as good as you might have there. I suppose, on you know, the under. The horses who underperformed and which race surprised you the most they probably come in the same race the Turners yeah. um, you know there was a lot more expected of uh, Mighty Potter now we we also always had in the back of our head that he might not handle Cheltenham but mm. Jesus he, he hung badly like worse than Leopard's like a garden gate yeah like the, yeah. you have to rail you have to rail like that issue if you hang to your right that's always going to be a bigger issue in England than it is in Ireland. Yeah. Especially on uh, yeah, over, fences. over fences. It is because you're going to have a rail in Ireland, especially if you're if you're going going that way. At Cheltenham, you know, you've got the hurdles track towards the stands. There's nowhere to go. You are just no. going to hang and hang and hang and hang. And so he that, nearly ended up on the old course. Yeah, he basically did. Yeah, yeah. Um, it really did. And it was a pity because I yeah, didn't it was, was kind hurt. of impressive the way he hit the line still. You know, he hit the he, line well because he did fight back. He got up for third. Yeah, so, you know, you know, so you could take that from it, I suppose. But, um, would you keep him right-handed? No, because he's won at Leopardstown. So 
Oh, no, but he hung. Like, he hung. He did. He hung there. But like, you get away with it at Leprosan. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it just I suppose it depends on the track. Is there a rail there? That's what it boils down to, isn't it? Is there a yeah. rail there? But see, Leprosan um, the, the finish is quite narrow on the chase course. Yeah. Like yeah. if it, it becomes really really narrow, mm. so uh, it's it's probably not going to be a problem there. Mm. But it was like worrying. I thought like yeah. you'd wonder is I there thought he went there? wrong. Yeah, you'd wonder, is there an issue, like, you know, yeah. for him to be doing that? Mm. Although yeah, he no. could be nuts. The families, as you were saying last week, the family's a bit nuts. They are. Look, they're very as talented as they are. Indiana Jones has his quirks. French Dynamite can, you know, he can make make shapes at fences. He can have a think about things. Um, now, as, as I said, as talented as they are, they do have little quirks. But then again, most horses do. So, like, I don't want to, I wouldn't really hang, hang my hat on that now. But it is worth noting going forward and you probably will get a good price at punches down about mighty potter because he ran a stinker into supreme last year and came back and won the hmm. the novice hurdle there so i wouldn't i wouldn't um i wouldn't crucify him for that performance um we'll fly on though onto jason kinsler so um yeah this is a tough one this is a very um i suppose a gray area how is there no explanation for the improvement in form of langer dan and favor why does it take so long for this information to become known to the public? Um, what he means by that, no, like I probably misphrased that question. What he means by the information not becoming known to the public is um, in reference to Zana here being thrown out of last year's champion hurdle. Um, so that that's, uh, like again, there's a lot to take in here. But mm. the thing is, the stewards can call in a trainer, a jockey, anybody. But think about how hard it is to prove that you've been stopping a horse like you can just say oh he's improved for the ground he's improved for this time of year he's improved for the track mm. we changed his feed um he had a little operation um we took him hunting out in the woods like there's so many excuses you can use it's it's, I know, it's nearly like the handicappers giving dan skelton the dig out though yeah you know, that is that is yeah it's fairly blatant what's going on like you know mm. um it's embarrassing really i think the way the yeah. horse has dropped so easy Drop like a stone yeah. yeah yeah you know and then they they turn up and you know they run well um it's a little bit embarrassing i think it, look mm. i suppose we're all punters we all see it happening so back them you know yeah, that's it just back them yeah just back them you know yeah. don't uh, be a victim yeah yeah exactly like you know if you see this happening you're expecting them to improve then when they get to the festival have a go on them and mm. you know but it is it is embarrassing yeah for what they are being dropped it is yeah. wild um, second part of the question, as I said, it refers to Zana here being uh, thrown out of last year's champion hurdle. Um, look, once they've weighed in, it's irrelevant. Yeah, uh, that's that's the way it is. That's just unfortunate. That's the way it is. Um, once they've weighed in, that's it. You've that the bet stands. Um, and I, I just think with, with Zana here, there was a because of it was Garden. We it was a big thing made about mm-hmm. it, like. What was he positive for? Lloyd O'Kane. It was basically a, a, a piece of bongella on someone's finger. Yeah. When you're getting your tooth removed, that's yeah. the, you know, um, but like we, we've throughout the season, you, if you kind of go through or like you, you look at races next season, then you'll see where there's a horse disqualified. It doesn't even make the news. The Moolah Gold was one where we couldn't find any mention of it. Uh, we, we covered that, a race he ran in mm. during the season. That's got, yeah. Yeah, you know, there's a couple more, but it was, look, it, I suppose it is news, but, you know, because of who the trainer was, the racing post, the trade paper, made it a big deal out of it, like, you know, proper clickbait stuff. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, 
moving on, Jason has another question there. Is it the is the frustration regarding the Irish tax justified as Irish horses did well in the handicap chases? So he's referring to a comment I made on one of the previews saying that the English dominated in handicap chases last year. Um, and the Irish actually won three out of four, is it three out of four this year? Um, the only one they didn't win was the we don't uh, try in. the ultimate, and we and we should have won that. Uh, <laughs> what do you call it? What's his name? The ultimate. Uh, the ultimate. No, what? Uh, faster, slow. He just like he saw daylight and pulled himself up. So we could have won that one as well. Um, but then again, we only won the pretemps. I think over hurdles this year. So yeah. my problem with the Irish tax, it's not really a, a frustration. It's just inconsistent. That's like you. You, you have the likes of uh, Fulcano who did not go to Cheltenham this year. Got eight pounds. Whereas final orders who ran the grand annual got one pound. So well, it's my, very... my issue with it, sorry Andy, my issue no, with no, it is, is is that it's not you know it's not published. There's time spent every week, like we, we discussed this before, there's time dedicated every week by the handicappers to handicapping Irish horses, but it's not published. And that's the problem. Because yeah. now I believe you can make a phone call. We spoke about this before. I've never. Well, you know, you can ring up Andy Shaw and, and get your handicap mark. Like, you know, you can look for one earlier. You can just look to find out where it is. Um, but I'd be surprised if Irish trainers hadn't tried to ring the British handicapper before. Like, you know, you telling me? Are you telling me Gordon Elliott never tried to w- ring the British handicapper to find out his mark? Like, yeah. these guys know what they're doing. Like, you know, so um, it's that secrecy. And and it's the hype about it then when these weights are coming out. Um they all have a lunch and fucking Yeah, to make a big deal out. But like I don't know, like what if you're if you're if you're an English trainer, it shouldn't matter to you because you know your mark. You know. Do you ever you know do you ever mark. do you ever have a lunch deck when you're about to unveil something and work? You ever just like, <laughs> oh we we got this, we got this new item in, we're just going to we're gonna have a, a little we just, lunch. We all got out of the board. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, no, it is. It, it's just, it's the inconsistencies, Jason, basically, that, that I would have a problem with. But I can see why it's there, but maybe, you know, Irish and English horses, well, Irish horses race in England all the time. Maybe there should be more of a consistent basis across across the two jurisdictions. But anyway, um, Irish race in seven. Do I dare say a bit of pocket talk here? Possibly. Yeah. Would Corbett's Cross have won if not running out? Winner found nothing in front, which I disagree with. Corbett's Cross stays well and had the rail to help. You can't find nothing in winning Albert Bartlett. I think he just idled in front. Corbett's Cross, would he have won? I know it's, it's a bit of a my, if my aunt had balls, should be my uncle question, but what do you think? I, I think the winner found and found and found. You know. just, yeah, pretty. Yeah, I would that agree. Was well. like, that was impressive to, to keep was. finding because they went a good clip. Fourth ever start, I think, as well as like yeah, was, like I don't think he'd have passed him. I thought Fury was gonna pass him, and he didn't. He came yeah. from behind as well, you know. Yeah. Probably came in a similar enough run to Corbett's Cross, and he couldn't pass him. I just, I think he just kept finding. Yeah, uh, Glenn, another uh, avid listener to the show. Th- <laughs> uh, thank you for sending in your question, Glenn. Bit of a morbid question, but worst ride <laughs> in a festival. Um, I'm actually, I, I'm not going to single out one jockey here because i don't like we'll that. Single him out. you can single him out go ahead i'm going to go everybody that's not named johnny burke or rachel blackmore in the mayor's hurdle because that race was over after a mile uh they went too slow and um, most of them most jockeys were on mares that would have appreciated the a well-run two and a half miles or even possibly three miles in some cases and you let the two fastest horses in the field 
have a, a basically a private duel off a funeral gallop. And um, that was over going by the best mate enclosure. If you had the forecast between Love and and Honeysuckle, you were quids in barring a fall. And that's the way it finished. I thought Queensbrook, you could mark that run up a hell of a lot. And uh, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, so I would say every jockey that wasn't Rachel or Johnny in the mayor's hurdle, what would you say, Dick? Yeah, well, it's probably a bit of um, talking from me pocket because I, I was quite keen on when he was rocking the race. And, mm. you know, the, the week before they were talking about going for the stairs, they're walking and you sit out the back, um, yeah. you know, on a horse who stays three miles. Or you're, yeah. you're confident he's gonna, she's going to win the three-mile race the week before. Uh, I, I just thought it was absolutely crazy. But, but it gave us, you know, such an emotional feeling on the race course like I had mm. tears running down my face everybody had tears running down their face like it that was, was brilliant yeah and when Henry stepped out to you know to fist bump the air to the crowd like it was it was magical like it was nearly was... getting a bit emotional again here thinking about it like it was it was something Why... I was wiping my tears away at my love envoy anti postdoc. Go on, Johnny. Everybody cried. I was like, oh, go on, Johnny. Um, <laughs> you were was... crying for a different reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was beans on toast that night. Now, when it, when it um, yeah. You could say the same probably about the, the Turners as well, to be honest. Um, like just letting Harry yeah. Cobbs have the freedom of the Cotswolds in front there. Um, and yeah, he he was brilliant. And in fairness, and um, who I can't I can't think off the top of my head who rode not long till May, but it was it was a similar it was a similar story with with Johnny and Rachel in the in the marsh as well. Um, Reggie, with I suppose this is a hype question. Why was there no split screen nonsense like there was shown with last year's Supreme going back to Constitution winning the Supreme and Honeysuckle winning the champion uh, with with Marine National and Constitution Hill this year? So I should have probably second checked this. But Marine National's time was apparently 0.3 seconds slower than Constitution Hill's. Uh, Constitution Hill barely broke a sweat, though. Well, then I again, Marine National... In the, in the Supreme, though. They, they they went steady enough. Like, they are both slowly enough run races. And mm. But to be honest, I don't think Michael O'Sullivan gave Marine National a tap of the whip either, so... I think he gave him two flicks. But oh, did he? Okay. Two flicks, like, you know. Yeah, it wasn't anything serious, yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know, Reggie, really. I think I think there was just a lot of excitement with a uh, 22-length Supreme Novices winner last year and then the undefeated Honeysuckle at the time. I don't think there's as much, rightly or wrongly, as much gloss on, on Marine National coming around. And I'm not saying that Marine National is not a top draw horse. It could be further from the truth. He just, it's probably fair to say he didn't have the profile of Constitution Hill post the Supreme. And it, it was the way he won. Really, yeah, it was yeah. To win by by twenty lengths, like in the supreme, mm. it was, you know, the it's it's kind of clickbait, like you know, it's the racing mm. post love this stuff. Uh, it gets people talking online, uh, it gets people arguing, you know, and Reggie's still talking about it, and that's all they want, really. Yeah, um, they're, they're not really serious anymore. Any the racing post, they just want it. It's just clickbait, like you know. So, um, um, yeah, for me, that, that, that's all it was. Yeah, and here's a question Jordan Gameford is probably asking, as well as Reggie, and we had a quick chat about this on Twitter, I think, last week as well. Why is the Brown Advisory not run over the same course and distance? Well, course, uh, I shouldn't have put course and distance, but course, as the Gold Cup. Um, yeah. it's, it's There's only one Gold Cup, and, and the Gold Cup is unique, and it's that test that makes the Gold Cup unique. Like, you know, it's it's 
they go too fast, it's three, two and a half, and it's three times up the Cheltenham Hill. Mm. Like that's what makes the race different to every other three mile chase out there. And that's why it's the Gold Cup. Like it has to be different. It can't just be another three mile chase. So I, I don't agree with having the novice race the same as the Gold Cup because mm. there's only one Gold Cup. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, that's pretty much all our, our listener questions. We flew through them and again very much appreciate everybody who sent in questions. Uh Deck, we'll just I suppose we'll run through in chronological order. I suppose that's the best the best way to go about it. Um so from the Supreme Novices, I know we touched on it there. Um Marine National beating the well backed in the end, Fasal Vega. Um, but obviously in the pocket, or sorry, diverging in the pocket back in third and fourth, and it was a long, long way back. Uh, you said it was steadily run race. I think the Irish had the first eight home, uh, and my English fancy strong leader, uh, the best of the two mile bunch uh, from England back in ninth place, beating I think about seventeen lengths or something. Uh, mark my words, next year he'll win a novice, uh, novice chase grade one in England. He'll only have to run to about one forty to do it, but he will do it. Um, so, Deck, what were your thoughts on the Supreme? I think we saw a right one though. I think the winner. Oh, I, I, I think so. Um, and it's the confidence of them. Mm. You know, I thought he went steady enough. Um, he he was wired, but like Mikey said, he, he gave him because he's so inexperienced. He gave him plenty of daylight. Like mm. a, a fella still claiming. He still came in five over here, I think. Is it three in Britain? I think he's he lo- is he recently lost his five or Maybe he was only claiming three. Yeah, I think he's just lost his five, yeah. For a fella, you know, that inexperience to do what he done, to have that much confidence in a supreme novice, like it's not just a grade one, it's a race where the most experienced shockies go too fast, you know, and, and can't help themselves. And he didn't kick even though Paul kicked on Faso Vega and it looked all over turning in, he didn't panic. He he never asked him a question until they jumped the last and he just picked them up, gave him a couple of flicks and he won't go away. Like mm. the confidence of that fella, it was an exceptional ride, yeah. I thought. Uh, it was definitely up there with, you know, w- one of the rides of the week, you know, apart from maybe Paddy King wrapping the reins around his hips <laughs> and around his leg. They were never to be caught in the yeah. Um. I, I just thought it was an exceptional ride. The horse is obviously very, very good. Yeah. And I think he'd be better on better ground. Um, it's kind of scary to think. He'd do a job on the flat for sure. He's obviously, as we said, by French Navy. Um, He wasn't bred for this. Yeah, you have to remember that. He wasn't bred yeah. for this. He's damn well good at it. Um, he jumped like he jumped a fence. Yeah. And, and I, I think they, the they did. They mentioned the Arkle. And look, he's an imposing, strong you know, you can see that kind of sprinter in him because French Navy. Mm. I think he he rocked up in a in a Diamond Jubilee for Aidan O'Brien. I think, um, I, I think he was bought from from uh from a was he not a Godolphin? French Navy. He could have been. I could be getting them mixed up now. He could be a Godolphin. I, I you know, anyway, but I'm get, probably getting them mixed. Mm. I'm getting them mixed up. I think he actually was Godolphin. Come to think of it, I think I'm thinking of another French uh French horse, Aidan O'Brien trend. Anyway, um, yeah, Fasal Vega, open trip for you. Oh yeah, definitely. Like you know, it's, it's you know, and and if Marine National wasn't there, he's a very good winner of the race. And Stairs win the race. Like he kicked for home early. He was going to outstay everything, but he just bumped into one. Like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he he bounced back fast out of Vega. I thought it was all over when Paul kicked, but there was another jockey there, not panicking at all, smoking cigars. <laughs> yeah, no, it was phenomenal. Um, we'll jump on to the article then. Like, there's probably not a lot with to, to go on here. I think we just saw the best horse winning and winning easily. Um, um 
I don't know if it's that straightforward, Andy. Mm. Look, it's another race where stayers win it because yeah. because they're novices and, and the gallop they go. And, you know, the style of that race, they went quick. That's why I wanted to see Impervious in there. And I haven't watched it again last night. Like, El Fabiolo, I thought, was going as fast as he wanted down the back. But when he was, Aiden wanted to take on Dyson at Dynamo. Like, and I don't know Paul probably couldn't get involved, but he didn't get involved. And I think by the time they were turning for home, John Bond's race was, it was, was, was won again. Uh, I think El Fabiolo definitely wants further. I wouldn't be keen on him in a, in a champion chase, to be honest. As weak a division as it is, with an argument turning 10 and, you know, what, what, yeah. Edward Stone questions about him after a poor run. You still have your Captain Guinness. It is a weak, but a traditional... A vintage renewal of a champion chase, I couldn't have him. I think he wants further, um, El Fabiolo. And he just won an article like Stairs do. Like, you know, he just outstayed. It looked, it looked very impressive. Uh, Dyson Dynamo came down again. Thankfully, he got back up, got a great cheer. Yeah, fair, fair worse there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Or I would be questioning the Royal on John Bond again. I, I don't see, like, drop him out. Let Dyson Dynamo go. Have the confidence he'll come back to you. If he doesn't come back to you, you hold your hands up, like, you know, but twice now, try to take on a lunatic and and pay the price for it. I think, uh, now, I think they're going to go up and trip with John Bond at Aintree, I, I would imagine. Uh, for the I, I'd say you're going to see him in the manifesto maybe over two and a half. I think it's the first race on the Thursday. Um, I want to see John Bond over three miles because I think he'll jump and travel for fun. Um, and that's what I think we might see next year. But that again just leaves. I think it's an open goal. I, I can take your point with El Fabiolo. He did look like that two and a half miler, um, and he still kind of does. But I think that's an open goal next year. That champion chase division for a horse that was impressive as he was in the Arkle. I, it's he won it. I can see what you mean though. He did win it in a way that like Shishkin won it, mm. and a, in a way that you know horses that you you look at them and go right. That's a that's a horse that's going to appreciate a trip, but it just might be. The fact that they're going to have a champion chase, I think, begging to be won with a horse as talented as he is. And I, I just don't see what's going to take him on with, as I said, an Ergamine turning 10. And, you know, the division's kind of in tatters. There's not like it's no, begging, it's begging for something, anything. Uh, unless Gentleman to me makes a comeback, it depends what mood he's in. Yeah. Um, the ground would have gone against him, but he looks like a, a spring horse that needs, that needs good ground. Still a young horse. He could be a dark one that people are forgetting about. Um, as he missed Cheltenham, but it does look like El Fabiolo. It's his to, it's his division for now. Anyway, um, champion hurdle deck. We kind of glossed on it. Uh, constitutional channeling is in our Greg Rutherford at the last, and <laughs> you know, I don't know how I don't know how he jumped that shadow and made it to the end. I, I, in the last, in a Grade One, in the champion yeah. hurdle, um, it cut out any power. It's cut out and possibly, you know, ended the careers of many horses. Uh, those type of shadows, but yeah. I, I'm not sure how long the shadow was. A bit earlier in the day than mm. Annie Powers, but yeah, like he he winged it, didn't he? Like he came up yeah. from outside the wings, and it, it was exceptional. And to think, I didn't, I don't think Paul really hit statement, and he was clear. Mm. So how good is the performance? You know, they fell away as well. They fell away, like you know. Uh, Oh, it was exceptional. It was exceptional. And if he's going to be a better chaser, get him over him. Yeah, yeah. And let's let's hope he... Though, all I said, 
what I want to see with, with Constitution Hill. I don't care if he goes chasing. I don't care if he stays hurdling. I just want to see him stay healthy and make as many yeah. race course appearances as possible. Um, just just want to see a great career, really. Um, you always fear the worst with the with the best ones because they're always the ones that get bloody injured because they're the ones that put the most effort in. Um, they're usually the most genuine ones. And My, my only worry would be, when I was saying it before, Chatham, is uh, using too much of them. You know? Yeah. Uh, no, look, it was great to see, but... Maybe they can't get to the bottom of him. You just never know. Maybe, we don't know. We don't even know what he finds off the broil yet. That, that's, no. the, that's the mad part. No, but did he give him a flick? No, he just pushed him out, really. Yeah. Uh, he just went for him, yeah. Like, the horse, the thing is, the horse is clever. The horse just listens yeah. to his jockey, and it's a, it's such an important element. When horses aren't keen and they, they listen to their pilot, they're usually a 10, 15, possibly even 20-pound better horse. Um, It's usually a very, very good characteristic in a, in a flat horse. Um, I always mentioned Siskin, who was trained by Jerry Lyons, of just the perfect looking racehorse. Uh, little Big Bear has it a little bit on the flat as well. You know, we're talking about the flats back on the weekend, can't we? Um, but it's yeah, the good ones. The good ones listen to their jockey. See the star is obviously probably the best example. Um, just he Mick Canan could have led him across the the M50 and and he wouldn't have batted an eyelid. Um, but anyway, um, on to the next race, which was the Mare's Hurdle. We kind of glossed over this as well. Uh, look, there was two jockeys in here that had that were clued in, uh, Johnny Burke and Rachel Blackmore. The rest was just a non-contest because the pace they went, most of them on, as we said, stairs, uh, two and a half, genuine two and a half to three milers. You let the dual champion hurdle winner and a horse that I thought would be good enough for second or third in a champion hurdle make the running. And lo and behold, they stayed first and second the whole way around and nothing else got into it. <laughs> like what? What more can you say, really? Other than the obviously phenomenal scenes at the end, it it was. I I think it's. I, I there's nothing really more saying the race recorded. But I I wouldn't like to move on without saying again how emotional yeah. it was, you know. And I just can't get that image out of my head of of when Henry just stepped out, you know, and threw his arms into the air, and it was just it was class. Oh, it was it was so emotional. Like mm. looking around, everyone was crying. Um, eye tears running down me, me, me face, and down it, the it was amazing. Into your point. Uh -huh. In, into your point. <laughs> it, it, it was amazing to be there for it, you know. And and uh, I met Ronan on Thursday, I think, and you know, I was just saying to him about Henry looking after Tubbs, and he brought him out to, to welcome her in, and yeah, oh, it was just, it was just amazing. It was just yeah, amazing, it's, you it's know. Tubbs and Jack would have been close, wouldn't they, as well, obviously. But they would have rolled against each other. It was, you know, it, it's nearly words can't describe. I'm just so happy I was there to see it. Like, I've never seen a crowd like that. Yeah. You know, she couldn't come down the middle of the ring. Oh, I know, you know? yeah. It was impossible, yeah. There's too many people all there to see her. And, you know, for the, the Bromheads, it's just, I, I know I gave out fuck about or running in the race, I should have gone to the champion hurdle or retired. But what I gave us, like it's just, it was fairy tale stuff, and it really you know, was, yeah. It, it's really, you know, delighted for the Bromheads after what they've been through. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I thought um, our owner held himself very well, like you know, and it, it was all about Jack the Bromhead, wasn't it? It's, all about, you know, yeah. it's only a, it's only a race, you know, um. As as great, but it was just so emotional, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I think I climbed up on one of the walls to get a video actually, 
uh, somewhere to phone that you couldn't get anywhere near like it was 20 30 deep it was absolutely incredible scenes and yeah it, it was a great result and it's it's probably the, I mean, the most popular result of the Cheltenham Festival for the next 10 20 30 40 50 years probably like I, oh. I can't see much matching that now um really really good um and with that wonderful comment to the event about the national hunt chase probably our favorite race of the week uh <laughs> gallard to Manil coming from cleve hill um was he fortunate Mallory, I, like john mcconnell thinks he, yeah john mcconnell thinks he was fortunate i was nearly a car uh i'm not nearly no it was just that one well last year wasn't it it was similar yeah. to uh back to one patrick's one last year on, on bill away the, the fox hunters wasn't it oh yeah the hunters yeah 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 Oh, sorry, the Hunters. <laughs> Can't be saying uh, that. Uh, oh, not a race I did an awful lot of interest in. It got cold, I tell you, when that race was on. Cold, yeah. it got very, very cold after a nice day. But, uh, yeah. no, no, don't have great opinions on the race. I see a comment, uh, Ryan Callan, Maller was home. It's a long way home, Ryan. That's the only thing. We saw so yeah. many horses tie up on that hill, and he, like, he was sent at the top of the hill. Not... Yeah coming down the hill he was sent at the top of the hill and i i have a feeling uh the jockey might have gotten a bit excited yeah um, definitely and um like just to, just to mention him again but uh patrick king on on got like he just didn't he had so much horse under him and she was taking every fence home he every bone in his body must have wanted to go but he saved and saved and saved you know i think that was it was a fantastic ride for a fact, yeah. was that his first winner around there? It's his first winner, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not sure it was his first ride. It was his first winner for sure. You're full of horse coming down that hill. Yeah, yeah. You want to go like, and he just held on to her and held on to her and held on to her. Mm. And when he got into the fight, oh, she'd lose after. I think yeah. she'd have gone around again because he saved so much, and it, it must take, you know, big big balls to be able to hold on to them. I just, it's not, and it's just, the. It was the favourite on his out in his inside as well. Yeah. And they had it between them. Like, yeah, it was a, yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Any any more day one thoughts, or are you happy to happy to leave it there? Um. Oh, look, I, I thought like yourself and gave Jazzy Matt you a great ride. Uh, yeah. He was another one who held on for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Um. And just as well he did because it was a tight finish, wasn't he? He's only won by a head. Um. Yeah. But he 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 didn't get like. He held on for as long as he could, and he needed it. He needed yeah. it, and um, thank, thankfully he did. Anyway, it was mad. So it's like, yeah, you did. You mugged Tommy off. He was waiting on wrist bell for for a nice return, and he got a, an anti post double with actually not an anti post. We had it with it, I think, with Marine National. Um, yeah. So it was funny enough that nice form. They literally all came to the last in a line. I think there was Jazzy Maddie Biker. Uh, Metamorpheus was chipping in there. Um, who else was who else was in that race? They, they were pretty much Saralem. I think Saralem was fading, but there was three or four from that nice race all coming to the last. Uh, that that race is just yeah, they're, they're all going to be going to be eleven to four. Take your pick from it, and that bloody turns up from that nice race next year because it's I think it's now four of the last five or five of the last six winners now have came from that nice race. Um, it, it's quite crazy now. Uh, just a nice, well positioned race for and the conditions of the race just very much so um right on to wednesday uh we'll we'll jump straight to the poll here deck we ran a poll yeah. last night um because there's a good chance that on the first day of the punchestown festival over two miles we may see impere pass or what i believe impere pass is going to drop back to two miles to take on 
Marine National, and I think Fasol Vega is going to go up and trip. So we posed a question to our followers. Who would you have on, we said, good to soft ground, a punches town, over two miles between Marine National and Impere Pass. And it was a bit of a landslide. I need to get rid of the ticker so we can see everything. Um, however, yeah, it, as you said there, it is it is a landslide for Impere Pass, 64.8%, as I tried to hide the bleeding ticker, um, but for 352 for Marine National. I'm quite surprised by this, to be honest. Yeah, now, I know, okay. I know Impere Pass was unbelievably impressive. Um, like, he, he really, my jaw kind of dropped when I saw that performance. And I think in a lot of other Cheltenham Festival years, we would have been going away saying that was probably the performance of the festival. But he's, you know, he's had the circumstance of a honeysuckle. We've seen an unbelievable performance from Constitution Hill. And even in his own right, we've seen a super performance from Marine National. And I'm, I'm quite shocked he's only gotten 35.2% of the vote there. Who would you have between the two deck before oh, you? Marine National. Mm. Um definitely Marine National. Like I, I thought I thought Imperial Pass was quite impressive, but the race was very stop start. And yeah. that was Danny at the front on Cham Coyley. Cham Coyley. Um, yeah. And that definitely lit up Gaelic Warrior, who, you know, <laughs> probably the one to take out a race. Mm. You know, because he got lit up. He was very, very keen down the back when when Danny was, you know, just putting the brakes on and, and speeding her up again. Uh, and I and Chan Coyley ran on very well. He hung as well. Um, yeah. but he, he ran on very well. So it's hard to know just how good that performance was from Imperial Pass. Yeah. Whereas like I think we've seen a really, really good horse in Marine National. That's true. Um you have the form is probably a bit more reliable in the Ballymore in the sense that Gaelic Warriors won a handicap. And therefore, his rating of, I think, what, 152, 153 is fairly, you can be fairly confident, despite him being lit up, that he's ran to somewhere around that. And Impere Pass has really kind of mullered him in the end. Now, yeah. as you said, falsely run race, Impere Pass, he could make the argument somewhere on the 160 mark, at least high 150s. That's going to trump Marine National and Fasol Vega. But then you've got the you've got Imperi Pass now coming back and trip, hopefully. Yeah. But, but you, you, you had the, the Roy Horse in second in the Supreme did, to make the case for Marine National and it was just the way, mm. he, he, look, they both won going away. Yeah. Um, but it, it was Fasol Vega in, in second in the Supreme, yeah. you know, yeah. who, who looked like the winner turning in. Mm. Um, I just think Marine National could be anything. I think he's, mm. he's the most exciting novice for me. Yeah, um, I I would agree. I would agree. I, I I wouldn't be able to split them now between him and Imperi Pass. But if you gave me the betting, so thirty five percent Marie Nashdal and what sixty five percent Imperi Pass, you would have to take Marie Nashdal at those odds because mm. you know the thirty five percent is yeah you're going to be getting nearly yeah. about what little little worse than a hundred to thirty or, or thereabouts. On Marine National beating Imperi Pass, that's outrageous. I know it obviously be chucked down a bit with other runners and whatnot, but um, oh, yeah, no, I, I would say at those prices. Uh, did anything else kind of catch your eye in the in the Ballymore? What about you know the poor run of Herms Allen? He just I know he hit the second last, but he just went out like a light, and he was well backed. He went off to two to one favorite in the end. It's it's probably the way the race was run. Like you can you can probably just forgive a lot of them. Yeah, like you'd probably forgive Goodland. His run in that race, yeah, you know, because it, it was a bit, it was messy. Um, 
Now, I don't know whether that makes the winner more impressive, you know, or how he's just beating horses that got beaten by the race. Do you know what I mean? So It's early think, style, yeah. Yeah, we need to see him again. But Gaelic Warrior jumped well, got keen, and, and ran a big race. Like, at Punchestown, you'd have to fancy him wherever he goes, wouldn't you? Like, we, we probably, yeah. Assuming he's not taking on Imperial Pass or Marine National, which he won't be. We're talking about stepping up the three miles. Yeah. Uh, and look, I think we probably owe him an apology. As he jumped, I know he had a horse oh. on his right, but he did jump well. We said so, awful things about him. We said awful things about him. Yeah. So <laughs> apologies to Gaelic Warrior. Yeah, sorry, Gaelic. Uh, <laughs> sorry, pal. It won't happen again. Unless you do it again, you fucker. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Um, Okay, so on to to doing this off bloody memory. Uh, the Brown Advisory or or the uh, the Broadway Novices Chase. So this was a race I think we're going to probably talk quite a bit about. Um, the real whacker just not um, hanging on for dear life to beat Jordan Gainford and Jerry Cologne with the legendary Braun back in third, and it was a long way back to the fourth. So uh, we were all on. Anyone that listened to the podcast was probably on Braun at telephone numbers, and anyone in the comments that's saying he you didn't think he was the winner two out or trio you're lying he was yeah, daryl jacob was pulling a double handful he just didn't get up the hill he's only a six-year-old he's going to improve massively next year i promise you that uh deck i know you had some pretty strong views on on the real whacker and and jerry clowns take it away or I, yeah look i i i thought the real whacker was i i did mention last week he's probably the best jumper in in the race and it might be yeah. as simple as just backing the best jumper in the race because there was question marks about them all um for him to do what he done with that performance, to set that gallop and jump, you know, and it was a big performance by Braun to go and jump with him. But what yeah. happened when you take on a horse that good is what happens to Braun. He turned for he took him down the hill looking like the winner, but he didn't get home. Mm. And a lot of people said, you know, we're giving out about Jordan Gaines with Royal. He sat on their tail until the pace quickened and he was flat to the boards. He couldn't go with them. Mm. And then he stayed on again up the hill. Um and by that stage, the real whacker had won the race, mm. you know, and that was just a great, a great ride by um, Sam Twist and Davis. Yeah. Like, watch the race back. He, he, Jordan Gainsworth didn't sit off them. He couldn't go with them. He was flat to the boards on, on Jerry Colomb. Um, and, and I think if, if it's the extra two and a half furlongs in the Gold Cup, the real whacker still beats him because he doesn't run his race until later on in the race, you know. And Jerry Colon might be off the bridle longer in the Gold Cup. He mightn't even get home. Like, you know, the real whacker has kicked and put the race to bed by the time Jerry Colon is coming with him. So for me, it doesn't matter. I, the real whacker is ahead of Jerry Colon. You know, yeah. Jerry Colon got his ground too. Like, you know, um, all this talk about, you know, when we spoke of what they wanted to take him on, I assume it's going to be good ground. The rain came and... Um, he had everything in his favour. He wasn't good enough. A really, really good horse, wasn't it? And, and this is the thing about going around Cheltenham. This is why, you know, Paul's Berry and Gallop and Deschamps at the back. You have to save so much to get home at mm. Cheltenham. And, uh, you know, Daryl Jacob didn't. That's why he was beaten. Um, but it was a brave performance by Braun. As you said, it was only he was only a six-year-old. But when you have a horse like the real backer who can jump from fence to fence... You use him like Sam Twist and Davis thought, thought it was an exceptional ride and he was the best horse in the race. And they're talking about coming to Punchestown. Uh, it'd be absolutely amazing on the Tuesday. Yeah, I'll be proper Gold Cup contender for me. And he could go on a King George. He's a proper racehorse. 
and yeah. he was definitely the best horse in that race. He could come back and trip as well, the real whacker. Like he won the yeah. dipper doing handstands as well, you have to remember. And like he'd have no problem with two and a half miles if they wanted to get a prep into him. It would be great to see him in something like the old Rome to start off next year. He'd go off top weight at Aintree, just go make all the running and then, you know, off you go to the King George or whatever or the, the mm. Charlie Hall or whatever. I'd love to see him in the King George. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think he will. Yeah, he goes from fence to fence, he can jump. Mm. He I can see why they entered him in the Gold Cup. When you have a horse who can jump that well, a novice who can jump um, like an open chaser, why not? Like they had a good yeah. think about it. He'd have gone well. He'd have gone well. He'd have gone well. Yeah. He'd have gone well in the Gold Cup. Like you know, now it was a it was a, a vintage, a traditional renewal of the Gold Cup. Um, maybe a lot for a novice, but when you jump that well, like you know, um, what I thought was a brilliant ride, brilliant performance. Yeah. I agree. And I think he was the best horse on that track on the day, but we did mention it briefly on the preview. I was worried about Jerry Colomb on the old course. Mm. And I think if he had a longer straight, I think he would have had a better chance at having a, a better go at the real whacker. Now he had a good go and I think he had every chance to win and he didn't. But even though the Turners was over two and a half, like maybe the circumstances of the Turners wouldn't have really worked out because they went slow. But I think he would have had a better chance to win on the new course than he would have on the old course, personally. I think that longer run-in would have helped him. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure I agree there, because the real whacker doesn't start slowing down. Oh, no, I'm, jo- point, I'm, I'm... You know, I'm just, as, yeah. as he did on... Like, the real... Jerry Cologne wasn't picking up. The real whacker was slowing down because he mm. ran his race and put it to bed. Yeah, no, I understand. Jerry was just fucking plodding at the same pace. Like I was more making a reference to if... If he, was, if he was track. mine, yeah. If he was mine, I would have ran him on the galloping track regardless. Um, like there is no need. Like I can understand why you go up to three miles, but you could have done that at Punchestown, um, or you could have done it next year. There wasn't a, an absolute need to do it. It might have suited the horse. Uh, three miles might have suited the horse, but I don't think the track was ever going to suit Jerry Cologne. And to be brutally honest, I don't think it did. Um, so and then obviously we said Braun, only a six-year-old. He's look. He is a weak finisher. We know that now. Um. If he can strengthen up, though, I think you get a lot closer to those two next year as a seven-year-old. I'm not saying he's going to be better than them, but he resembles a little bit of Album Photo in his novice chase campaign. Um, and again, I'm not saying he's Album Photo. Far from it. I'm just I wouldn't Don't be surprised. Yeah, exactly. I just <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I I just have a feeling that um we might see a much much better Braun with a bit of experience under his belt. Um, as a seven-year-old next year, um. Like all his forms working out as well. You just only have to go back and look at it with, you know, Grandero Bello, who, you know, he, if he gets into the Irish National, entered Sunday, um, entered Sunday, yeah, as well. So, um, he's a really, really exciting, exciting horse. Um, onto the Champion Chase then, deck. We're not going to mention the Coral Cup because it gets sick. Obviously, we had yeah. uh, an epic song in the book at forty to one and got chinned out by Langer fucking Dan. So that's just that. That was I knew that the week was going downhill when that happened to me. <laughs> um. Champion Chase, so you had did Anthony did AK bets pay you your hundred to one? I know you had a, a nice um oh yeah, I haven't met him yet. I'll I'll oh. meet him probably at Leopardstown on the Fantastic. Second. Fantastic. But, uh, I, I dropped him the text and fair play. Um I know it is now AK bets gave me a hundred to one. Uh anti post rules on Captain Guinness and you know, I, I was I didn't want to see too much rain, but the money came for him. I think yeah. we had a non runner then. Uh, and I was beginning to feel more and more confident. And to be honest, 
coming down the hill, I, I thought he was going to win the race. Now, maybe I was concentrating on him too much and everyone was probably going a lot easier than, than I could see. But, um, I look, it, it gave me it gave me a great buzz anyway. And, you know, I knew it was kind of safe enough yeah. coming down the hill uh, that he was going to be placed anyway. But I was, I, I was gutted. <laughs> It was a beautiful double. Like even even if you did that double at the track, like Captain Guinness was still, you could still comfortably get thirty threes, forties on the morning, and you could get fifties on Braun. Like that, you're we're sitting here tipping two losers, but you're making plenty of money on that <laughs> each way double. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no, it was fantastic. It was a great run. There's probably not much else to kind of speculate. Like what happened to Edward Stone? I think they've gone they've gone back to the drawing board. He just he was never gone a yard. Really, he was beaten after two fences really you could see that Tom Cannon was never happy um, and then yeah it was just it was as straightforward as anything really for um, for for Erdogan who could not have been more impressive hmm. is this is this really unfair what I'm about to say I, I don't want to take credit away from the horse but if he was to win at three Cheltenham festivals if he was to win three champion chases where Shishkin yeah. underperformed Edward Stone underperformed. I'm not saying he's won two by default. That's unbelievably unfair. He's, he's been very, very impressive. But like when you when you think of three-time championship grade one winners at Cheltenham and you're going to be mentioning Ergamine in the same sentence as the likes of, you know, Best Mate and uh, Arkle. And... Well, it's because he's not an exciting two-miler. You know, he doesn't either win or tip up. You know those really yeah. exciting two-milers like He's safe as a house, isn't he? Like he's yeah. he's a bit boring. He probably wants further. Like like El Fabiolo, I think he wants further, but you know, you're probably right. He'll take advantage of the division being piss poor. But you still have to go and do it. Yeah. You know, it's still no easy task. Mm. Uh and yeah, he, he probably you know, Shishkin is probably held in higher regard and you Much know higher regard. You know, he he's mm. never won in open company at the festival. He's only won an open company grade ones at Ascot. You know, he's an Ascot specialist now, we've discovered. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. A poor man's regal encore is what I heard him describe as that Cheltenham. Um, but he's held in, in higher regard than a dual champion chase winner, like, you know, and yeah. look, a lot of willies are like that. Hurricane Floyd didn't get the credit he deserved for a long, long time. Mm. You know, um, Albion Fowler didn't, didn't get the credit he deserved. Willie's horses can be a little bit boring like that, you know. But he doesn't. Willie doesn't talk them up mm. either, you know. Willie can sound bullish, but he doesn't throw out the comments that Henderson does, for example. Or he's not, you know. He doesn't come across the same way as as Nichols. He doesn't celebrate like them. Yeah. He he's just. It's just business. And do your job, bang, isn't it? Expect yeah. it. Do your there. job, bang, move on to the next one. Like, you know, it's just like a well-oiled machine. There's nobody getting too excited. And maybe the horses are not getting the credit they deserve because okay. of, of Willie's demeanour. Um, you know, I, I don't know what it is, but that's the only really thing I can think of because yeah. if, if that horse was trained by Nichols or Henderson, you know, imagine the things what they'd be saying about him, like, you know. Look, that's just who they are. You know, we, we like to hear, we, we love to hear Barry Connell talking up his horses. It was great to hear. And uh, like, you know, when Nichols and, and Henderson talk, it, it, it's entertaining as well. But Willie's just, 
Yeah, it? couldn't care less. Yeah, it's not going to yeah. make the horse better. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a division with a lot of question marks going into next season. And to be honest, even punches down if the ground is is quick. Um, you know, if there's something to take on, like I'd probably back gentleman to me against an argument if the ground's quick at punches down. But that's just me. Um, even though he's probably going to go to Aintree. But anyway, um, on to the next one. I'm going to have a quick mention of the cross country. It was just great to see Delta work go and win. I love that race. I actually don't mind. I saw a lot of people criticizing it because it's not a handicap anymore. Um, look, it's a championship. It's it's Cheltenham Festival. It's a championship meeting. If you want to run the handicap, there's two for you at Cheltenham. There's plenty of punches down. Actually, none of punches down. One well, I have a question for you. What well, handicap mark do you use if you want it to be a handicap? Because they don't jump a cheap a, a steeple chase fence, but they jump two hurdles. I know, yeah. They use your chase mark, don't they? Yeah. The cheese wedges are, are big or so, so whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, but look, I, I didn't mind. I don't mind this being a... Uh, an even weights race to be honest i know it attracts good horses but i was so happy to see delta work come in and, and really enjoy himself and the best part about it he was on his bleeding toes at the, the race took nothing out of him he was no. in the winner's enclosure enclosure on, on his toes um yeah and anybody <laughs> for the grand national thinks oh he might have too much weight this horse would still do damage in grade ones in my mm-hmm. opinion i'm not saying he'd win them he wouldn't have won a gold cup good chance he would have been third or fourth though on, on that form that he showed for me in the cross country. Uh, like, I know it's a three mile six, it's cross country, it's not the Gold Cup, but this horse looked like he was coming into the to the parade ring pre race. He was on his toes, prancing around. It took nothing out of him. He's in flying form with himself, and anybody that likes him for the Grand National, um, I could not put you off him. I think he's an outstanding chance um, in the Grand National on that form. Um, that's really all I've kind of got to say about the the cross country. There's very little else. It's just great to see Dell's work do it do it so well. Um, and Nels from you, cross country deck now. You or uh, I look. He, 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 I think we discussed it over there, didn't he? he? Like they jumped the last together, and he just yeah. got three slaps and, and ran away from oh, the It was yeah. very impressive. Like you know, yeah. just well going up and won as easy as he wanted. Yeah, it was great to see. Um, I've no real opinions on the the hype race, the bumper. Uh, a dream to hype, be fact to hype, and I don't even know what was there, to be honest. With it, you. it was great to see uh, John Coyley train in the Cheltenham Festival when uh, 86 years of age. It was. Yeah, and it was, was nice to see JP give him the spotlight in the parade ring as well yeah. after, after raising. And, and Johnny Gleason uh, keeping the ride as well. Uh, that was great to see. It, it was kind of a festival of, you know, uh, heartwarming you know, moments. Magical moments, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah heartwarming yeah. moments. So, what do you think he's going to do? Like, do you think he'll be a, a nice novice hurdler for next year? Like, or do you no, think exactly? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, like, the only reason I ask, he is a half brother to raise you, who is a good flat horse for uh, Joseph O'Brien, has him. Um, and the way he's bred and the way he looks, I think there's a good chance you see him on the flat and possibly aimed at something like the amateurs race at Galway in the summer. I would not be surprised if we see him on the flat. Uh, maybe not this summer, but maybe the summer after. Um, especially if he jumps like a snooker table, which I wouldn't say is beyond the realms of possibility. Um, so on to Thursday. Better fly through this deck because I know you're you're probably suffering. Um, the Turners, Mighty Potter. Well, we we you know we mentioned him hanging like a garden gate. Uh, yeah. Great ride by Harry Cobden on stage there. You have to say, like I know he dictated. Oh, yeah, it was like they they gave him the freedom at Presby Park and. Mm. You know, he took it. Um, it's just what do you what do you make it a race? Like, what what do you make it a race, Andy? It's hard, isn't it? Like they didn't go fast. Um, 
Harry Cobden's so dangerous. Um, like he, you, you rarely see him get tactics wrong. Like he's a really, really top jockey. I'm actually just looking out. So I wanted to see who rode not long till May. It was Adam Wedge, and he, he gave that a, a peach as well. Um, not quite sure he saw out the two and a half miles at this level. I know they went very, very slow, but when they got racing, he just seemed to, yeah, like. I, I wouldn't be surprised now if, like, depending, because you're not going to have John Bon over two miles. I doubt El Fabiola is going to go to Aintree. Do you maybe drop him back to two miles? Or or do you keep him for the manifesto? Um, look, he's a lovely horse to have as well. Um, appreciate it's a nine-year-old. He's probably he's probably past, like, you'd be worried about him, wouldn't you? Like, he's going to be a, a 150-odd he, horse. He hung as well. He hung left. Yeah. So. Um, a lot of them were fucking hanging. Yeah. <laughs> he must be out on the pace with Braun. <laughs> That's <Or> it. <laughs> Braun celebrating his, ter- his podium finish, and, he, and all the boys went out. <laughs> all the, the Brits were after having the one two and the turners. How did that happen? Braun? <laughs> uh, I, I've no idea. Really. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, no, it was. It's a strange race, and. The, the Broadway was a race that we were kind of marking up as a bad race. And it looks like it was a much better race than the Turners now. And that, that, that's just how racing can make a fool of you. We will find out in time, but it was great to see Stage Star. What do you think he does next year, though? Um, will he be a Ryanair sort or should, will they the aim high? Surely the aim high. I know they brave man's game in the yard, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know because it's far... I know he won well in the handicap, but his defeat before that was bitterly disappointing, wasn't it? And we mentioned who was it who beat him? He has the he has the tendency to throw in a howler. Like I, I think yeah. he, there was something wrong with him at the end of last year. Like he he failed to complete in the Ballymore and he failed to complete at Aintree behind Three Stripe Life. Got the typical Paul Nichols wind surgery. Uh, beat West Cork who can't jump. Um, but yeah, he was beaten by Sebastopol at New seven yeah. to two on. Um, mm. now was it the ground? Like that was very very quick ground that day. Um. But Sebastopol was giving him five pounds and, and beat him relatively yeah. easily. And he's been unbeaten since three runs on soft ground, three wins. Maybe he's one that's just more at home with some dig in the ground, possibly. Um, and he seems to like Cheltenham over fences. He seems to like Cheltenham over fences. So there um, you go. So, and he's lovely and shiny. He is, yeah. yeah. Uh, lovely, uh, nice and shiny. Yeah, that's Neve, isn't it? How shiny he is. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. If, Mighty Potter's probably the one to take out of the race. The way, the way he hit the line, he probably on hates the old it. horse. You know, um, he, he did. He did keep going. He, he kind of. He, I don't think he ever straightened up, but he, he kept going, and he mm. was, he was definitely running on. Like you know, um, I just he, he is quite lazy, mate. He's a hard one to figure out, isn't he? Does he hate the bow? He gets the red hood, but he's lazy. Yeah. Like mm. you know. Does, uh, does, he, does he need a red hood and pieces? You know, it's it's a hard <laughs> one to figure out. You just have to fail him, I suppose. Yeah, I I think he's probably still the best horse in the race. I don't know how good Stage Star will be, to be honest. The other one that was his first defeat, not long until May, isn't? Wasn't it? Not long until May. It was first defeat over fences, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I mean, yeah. Um. Oh, look, that race gonna take a. a you need Martin. More time to recover from the hangover now before I start walking that race out, to be honest. That's, <laughs> that's going to take some time. 
Yeah, no, you I, won't I, see that. You won't walk that race out till next Christmas because we're coming into the funny season now, where you know you can just put a line through the next yeah. entry and punches town runs like so. That you probably won't know what the crack is with that race till next Christmas. The nights out with Braun just get that little bit too much now around the springtime and yeah. <laughs> horses show up disgracing themselves at Aintree and Punchestown Ferry House Air, etc. Um yeah, no, you're you're dead right. We won't see that till probably till the to the up to Christmas next season, yeah, dead yeah. on. Uh per temps, nothing really to go on. Like I know there's a few questions about Favoir and, and Langer Dan, but, but what Tony Martin was doing with, with Good Time Johnny with the got a spade a spade in this situation, absolutely dotted up laughing at the handicapper. Um, <laughs> Salvador Ziggy second and the only reason I'm bringing up this race um, he is a horse that I would have earmarked for the National Hunt Chase next year when he sees a fence because I think he's uh, I think he could be a lot better still uh, like I'd, I'd have actually backed him in the stairs hurdle if he ran in a um, and I think he just bumped into one I, he bumped into a horse that was probably good enough to run in a stairs hurdle I, I know he was off a, a low enough weight but he was high and he wasn't really he was number 5 like Salvador Ziggy was carrying 12 uh, plus his claim, Aiden Walsh's claim, I believe, um, or minus Aiden Walsh's claim, and then Good Time Johnny, obviously, uh, Luke uh, Liam McKenna taking a bit off as well. Two very very good horses, and if they do stay over hurdles, they'd be two equal keep in the stairs hurdle picture. But I do think Salvador Ziggy's one to keep an eye on for the National Hunt Chase <laughs> next season. Uh, Deck, have you entered? probably not in the pretense now? No, no, no. Okay, so on to your favourite, the Ryanair, one by Envoilen, um. I got abuse on Twitter for saying Shishkin should have been in the Gold Cup. It was now or never. I he, he wouldn't have won the Gold Cup anyway, but he was something like that. He wouldn't have won it. He did. It was a miraculous run to finish second. Yeah. Um, jumping like that. I think he's a good ground horse nowadays. I think he just needs good ground. Um, I think that's just what it boils down to. I think he struggles to get out of that soft ground. Um, if you saw if he had good ground at Aintree, I would fancy him in the bowl. But I think I saw someone I was reading someone quoting eleven to eight about the bowl, which I think is daylight robbery. There's there's surely no way he's eleven to eight to win the bowl. Um I'm I'm trying to yeah, he is. He's eleven to eight to win the bowl. Jesus Christ. Um, that is that is absolutely wild. How I don't know how any anybody could back Shishkin. I fancy I think he'll win the bowl. I really do. I've been waiting to see him at three miles for forever. But if you're backing him at eleven to eight, you'd need your heads examined. Um, what's your thoughts on the Ryanair deck? Well, it was the race we say it is, isn't it? They're all in here because it's are not good enough. And, and it's yeah. won by Envalen, you know, a horse who kind of proved. Look, he's a horse who everyone's loved. It was great to see. It was brilliant. You know, another winner for Rachel. Um, mm-hmm. And a horse who everyone loved as a younger horse coming and winning. But the race, like he was, you know, but <laughs> Shaq and Porsmore, I think they went a decent pace. Mm-hmm. I think he went a decent enough clip here. And um, Shaq and Porsois was having the time of his life, wasn't he? He was, yeah. he was fucking controlling him. He was coming up out of his fucking hands and he was taking lives out there in front. He, he was probably, he's probably never jumped at a pace that slow. He's always going hell for letter yeah. over. And he was like, oh, this is brilliant. Uh, down, <laughs> down a lick. He had the absolute time of his life. And I think even coming down the hill, he was still traveling. And then, he, right, he doesn't stay. He, yeah. he doesn't stay, does he? Like, you know. Um, I would have liked them to like him to see him sit out the back and have one go at them mm. if he came down the hill and have one go up the hill. But sure, his race was won by then. Uh, NYLM was keen, but he jumped really, really well. Uh, Hitman and Shishkin stayed on, they looked beaten, uh, way out, yeah. Um, and and French Dynamite went well for a long way. And 
ground, I think, got, ground caught him out, I think, yeah. in the last... Like, that's when people say a horse didn't handle the ground, but they're beaten at halfway. That's not the ground. When a horse is travelling and travelling into a race and then starts to struggle two from home and gets beaten, in French Dynamite's case, uh, let me see, beaten five and three-quarter lengths, that's the ground. That's that's it was a pure ground thing. I thought he ran a blinder. He's he's the one to take out the race, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I ran for a long, long way. Mm. Um, yeah, look, it was great to see MVLN return, but it's a race for you know, I think that proved it's a race for horses who are Just not hard, to race, hard. they're not great horses, they're good horses. And the race is always exciting because it's a good betting race mm. because you have all these kind of you know, you backed them all for the Supreme at one stage, didn't you? <laughs> you probably did, yeah. You know, like probably did. You, you, you had them all anti post for the Supreme at one stage, and ah, look, it was always going to be won by an all favourite, wasn't yeah. it? It was always going to be won by the horse people, like, and and it was won by M by Alain. It was great to see. He's won at three festivals now. Yeah, yeah, you know? and he has, yeah, and he was odds on for. He was odds on for the what the Turners when he fell or the Marsh, whatever yeah. it was back then. Um. Yeah, champion chase. He was going okay. I think he was third in the champion chase. Declan, was he? I think he was third. He was he was third oh, in the champion chase last year. Relatively, yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. Look, it's just you know, it's the fact he was so much was expected when he was a younger horse. Like we all got excited about him. But he's won two novice races. Oh, he's won a bumper. He's won a flat race, a novice race, and a Grade Four. You know, <laughs> it's not quite. Yeah, you know. It's a fair, player, it's a fair, it? it's a fair return. It's a fair return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Stairs hurdle. Okay, what the fuck? That's all I got to say. This uh, Lee from the Bar Stewards Inquiry. I know he tipped hundred to one. Um, I think as he was licking the camera, trying to get fix his sound. And um, we loud in his face. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Uh, look, what a ride by Mark Welch, especially how he encouraged this horse. I think he hit him four or five times with the with the whip. Um. Like this, if there was ever a horse you get disqualified for overuse with the new rules, Sawyer Berlay would have been somewhere near the top of the list. It was an unbelievable ride for Mark Welsh uh, to get up and win this. Uh, Dashiell Drasher ran an absolute blinder, but was unfortunately to mount to third, the 94 favourite Tihupu, uh, up to second. Uh, Florin Porter went out on his sword. Um, he ran very well considering his, un- uh, his interrupted prep. Uh, Blazing Cal, bitterly disappointing. Um, but again, I suppose... Charles Burns was actually telling the truth all this time. Yeah. He did have an interrupted prep as well. Um, yeah, look, I it's it, people were kind of shitting all over this division at the start of the season. A few horses started defecting to this race, and then a few kind of impressive looking performances were put in. Suddenly, it's looking like a tasty, strong race. And then, sorry, the bare leg goes and win it, and suddenly it's a shit race again. So, Deck, what's your what's your thoughts on the stairs, Earl? Oh, yes, it is a bit, you know, it's an 11 year old. Yeah, it shouldn't. Yeah, it is. 10 year old second past the post, and uh, the Hooper ran a a fine race, but I I don't know. I really don't. It's that sort of division, though. Soft ground stairs hurdle can do that, though, can't it? Yeah, it's it's that sort of division. I thought Florida Porter ran well for for a long way. He'd done his thing, but I think they, they pressured him this time. You know, they, they weren't letting letting them sell it up. They went, they did go harder for sure. Yeah. Sure. Um oh, look put a line through it. <laughs> you, know, you have to put a line through it, don't you? Yeah. You know. 
what what do you do now? We'll probably we'll get to the Alba Barta now in a few minutes, hopefully. But stay away, Faye. Any of these three car brag, um, Sandor Clagan, um, Affidel Fury. You must be thinking like Affidel Fury again. He's not the biggest. Do you, mm. do you keep him over Timber? Yeah, go for the stairs hurdle because it's a division that you know. I think Florin Porter he won as a six year old, a seven year old. You can't keep doing that over three miles as a young horse. Like not everybody's big books, and even still, big books was. I think he was seven, eight, nine, and ten when he won the stairs. So what he's done as a young horse, I thought, has been very impressive. Uh Florin Porter, and it might just be starting to have its effect, um, unfortunately. So yeah, we'll we'll leave the stairs we'll leave the stairs at that. Uh Seddon was then very impressive in the plate. Mare's novice hurdle. Um just yeah. look at where the last few days. Twitter, Jesus Christ. Um yeah, so something that was dropping back in trip from winning the Cadran on the flat. Um, yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Um, yeah, look, I thought she ran well. I think she was just... She couldn't go to Gallup early. Like, she struggled. She was outpaced and she stayed on like a horse who wants further. And you know, the, the comment by the owner of, of, what was it, like, Danny was the rider handy. He couldn't. She mm. wasn't fucking quick enough. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. as you said, the horse who, who won the, the Cadran, two and a half miles on the flat. She wants on, four on miles on as well. What? On bottomless ground as yeah, well. She she wants four miles probably. Um, she probably should have. She probably should have ran in in the Albert Bartlett. Probably. You know, but hindsight. Would she been good enough? I don't think so. At the Albert Bartlett looked a strong race on paper at the time, though. In my opinion, they probably went too quick in in that for her. Yeah, they probably they, did. They charged at the force. A lot of horses ran the race going to the force. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. And the winner, you wear it well. Was she was impressive, improving all the time. Um, placed behind Herms Allen at Newbury, then won at Sandown. She's gone and won this. Um, look very exciting bear to have. Um, mm. and she's one that's probably not going to get the credit she deserves. Um, but but for me, you know, she's as good as any novice in in the UK and probably Ireland as well. Like that was a good run. Yeah, she's uh, talked up by Gavin Sheehy in the week before as well. Um, yeah. And just to mention the magical Zoe, like she she ran, ran ran very very well, picked up off a steady pace. Yeah. Um, and she was wide as well a lot of the way, so um, you could probably mark that performance up. And Hulk Hulk at the Tarbert, I believe, was third. Um, she just yeah. looks like a stare. Um, again, she they are they as we say every mare needs two and a half miles she definitely needs two and a half miles and i wouldn't be surprised to see her run a big one a fairy house and a novice grade one over two and a half i think that trip's going to really suit her um although i think she, there is a suspicion that she is better going uh left-handed instead of instead of right-handed so um it is worth keep keeping an eye on that uh last race of the day then was the kid Muir. do you want to touch on the kid Muir real quick deck with packing wrapping all the reins around himself uh, on on angel's dawn or, or did you, <laughs> yeah well look i just thought it was a great ride to, yeah. to be coming down the hill full of horse wide you know the urge to go must be unreal and try put the race to bed but if you do that at Cheltenham, you don't get home and he just saved and saved and saved and oh she was pulling a bus as so she coming down the hill and she, she hit the toward last I say they're still picking bits of the tour last ever, <laughs> but um, I think she's a tough mare. I, I I haven't watched the back, but I I say she pricked her ears now. Coming what would towards you? the line because she mm. she seemed to have lows left, like you know. Um, I thought it was a great ride. And, what would you, uh, what would you do with her next year? 
Would you go know. for the Aintree National or Irish National? Because it's surely one of the two. She didn't jump well enough to say she'd go to Aintree. That's what, yeah, probably not. Um, but look, she she could go for the Irish National this year still. She's had, yeah, she's had, she's been on the go a while, though. That's my only worry. Yeah, she she ran early in the season at Gowran. That was her third beginner's chase. Yeah. She got a mark after that. She won it but, down. Um, like, I don't know, could she go to, could she go to air? She could go to air. Again, uh, big ask off a long season. Big ask, yeah. But, yeah. That's why I said next year. The 3-6-5 Gold Cup at Sandown, that would give her yeah. a bit more time because that's the race Hewitt won. Uh, that or, would be yeah, surely there's something that punches town for her the mm. same week or the, the few is. days later. Um, but look, maybe she's done enough. Mm. But when they're in that sort of form, it's hard not to, isn't it? You know, yeah. um, she's definitely a national horse of some type. Yeah, hundred percent. And stump down as well. Uh, a good mention to him. He's he, uh, he's one that I could see in, uh, in at Sandown at the end of the season because he won he won well there before the Kim Muir and I think that's the obvious race from the three six five at Sandown. Um, right. So on to Friday. I'm trying for it. We're nearly there, Deck. I know we wanted to keep this around. <laughs> We're, we're, we're nearly there. We're, we're, we're flying it. Um, Trying for it all. So it was Lossie Mouth, Gallimer So second, and Zenta, I think, was, was third. Mm. I'm going to make a bold statement here. I, I think Gallimer So is going to be a better filly than Lossie Mouth this time next year. I'm absolutely convinced of it. I think, I know Lossie Mouth didn't really settle, neither did Gallimer So. Um, Lossie Mouth was just far better positioned throughout the race. Uh, she got first run. Gallimer so I think is going to improve for a step up and trip and I still think she's one that's going to improve at racing and I'm absolutely convinced that Gallimer so will be better than Lossie Mouth at this stage next season not just pocket talk I'm, I'm um, I, I, I don't know if she was in a better position now I'm not saying I actually seen someone you know an expert on on French racing on Twitter say the same to you earlier I think they ran in the same race did they as I'm not sure France? they. I'm not sure they ran the same race they both won in France I know that yeah well Someone said similar to yourself, but look, I thought Lassie Mouth was was very, very impressive. They went quick. You know, they always go quick when there's a, a Gary Moore juvenile in the race. Um, he was a nutcase. Where did he, he ended up with the best mate enclosure after a false start. <laughs> 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 absolute yeah. I, I, I thought Paul just sat, he sat off them, but ahead of the main pack. And yeah. I don't know if that's what you mean by a good position, which was carried wide then. And she got keen after that. Very keen, yeah. Um, Oh, she picked up and stayed well. I thought she it was did. a brilliant performance by her. Um, you know, getting carried wide, getting keen, and then just the way she picked up. Uh, she just picked up at the bottom of the hill and, and went you away. know, yeah. that last hurdle and, and just outstayed them then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a great run by Zenta. That was on your second run for Willie, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, oh, that was a big, big run from her. It'll be interesting when they got the punches down with Gallimer herself. Um it's it's a race I'm really looking forward to seeing. Yeah, uh, me too. Me too. Yeah, but the, the flat rats, it's it's not always uh, the one I have the most interest in. And Blood Destiny, I know you've really fancied him, but Jesus, he never went a yard, really, did he? I I don't know. Did they? They they said I think they said he was keen there. He ran his race early on. Mm, yeah, um, like but still, like you would have expected like he was well yeah. beat. I think he was fifth or sixth, but like beating the street. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, that, that was disappointing now, to be honest. That was disappointing because I, I was full sure he was the best yeah. juvenile. But look, um, that's it. Maybe just didn't handle maybe just didn't handle the occasion, you know, yeah. if, if he was 
can happen. You know, he just didn't get home. He, I think he travelled to to a certain point and then maybe just emptied. Like sometimes they just don't handle the occasion there. There's there's a lot to handle. Like and just you know, Patrick Patrick Mullins made comments about Brave Man's game getting to go down to the start and not parade, and he's fucking dead right. Because if you want to win a gold cup, you have to handle everything. Yeah. You shouldn't get to skip the preliminaries at Cheltenham because that's part of the test. You yeah. know, part of the test is handling the parade ring. Mm. You know, if it's if it's a race for the parade, you parade with them. You handle it. And then yeah. the best horse wins. I thought I fully agree with him. It's a load of bollocks that horses got to go to the start without parading. Yeah, and you can imagine, imagine asking to do that before the Breeders' Cup Classic or something. You'd, yeah. nearly, you'd nearly be disqualified on the on the on the on spot. The spot. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. There's like you could request a pony as well. Like they would keep a horse. Like they know they do it in the states, and there's the odds yeah. seldom do it over in Ireland and England. But like you wouldn't have any problem do it. Like just you know, just no, do it. But, I, I thought Patrick was right in his comments where you know we fucking all you know we either all parade or none of us fucking parade. What's yeah. the point in some of us parading? You know, um. And, and if the gold cup is a parade, they all have to parade. You have to handle it. Mm. That's the that's what part of the, part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, part of the game. You know, so um but anyway, we yeah. haven't got the gold cup, yeah. That's it, yeah. Um nothing really in the county. Davy Russell obviously, yeah, not his finest hour, probably injured. Um Pied Piper possibly unlucky not to win that off. A big weight as a five year old with a huge performance. Um and he, like, I know there was questions of horse to take out. He's probably one to, to take out. I don't know what you'd do with him, but you could come back for that race next year, and that's probably what they'll do. Um, Albert Bartlett, stay away, Faye. Um, or yeah, keep staying, Faye. Um, Affidel Fury, second, uh, Corbett's cross through the yeah, through, through the barrier or whatever. And look, Mark Welch, very lucky not to come up with a serious injury there. Um, and I know he's getting checkups. Hopefully, he's all all's good with him. He's he's had such an unlucky time with injuries. I think this is third, you know, fairly major injury this season. I know he was um, got a kick after coming down from Risk Bell in the Dublin Racing Festival, and he got injured prior to that. He was only back after that as well. Like he's had a really torrid season, Mark Wells. So hopefully, he's okay. Um, my nap at the festival three card brag. He just. Look, he left his hooves and some hurdles, but there was no real excuse. He was just a kind of a plodding away fifth, I think, and he probably would have been sixth if Corbett's Cross didn't go through the, the rail. So I was bitterly disappointed with that. But we move on. Um, stairs hurdle, stay away, Faye. I think the best horse won deck. What do you think? Yeah, I thought it was a big, big performance from him because look, my my big one of my big, big fancies for the festival was Favardi V Shampoo and. He basically ran his race to the first, absolutely fucking charged the first hurdle <laughs> in this race. Like, you know, I don't know what they were thinking. Embassy Gardens, I think, done the same. Yeah, pulled off like madmen. Um, but he was up there. The winner was up there during all that, and he stayed there. And I thought he found and found and found. And I thought after that, Fiori got a great ride, and he looked like he was coming there. I know he'd have got sick. If he won, I'd have got fucking sick. I would have been sure you'd have backed him. I was so keen on Favardi de Chanteau. I didn't even know he was 151. If he was 150 to 1, I would have gone and had an each way betting him. But I didn't even notice him. I was so keen. But I did mention, now me talked him up last week. And just, you know, for people out there, when you see something, don't give up on it. You know, no. 
if you see something early in the season and they have a fall, they run a bad race, believe you've seen and believe it'll come there on the, on the big day. Um, and it nearly did with Afrodel Fiori, like, you know. Um, but thankfully, <laughs> he just got outstayed. I thought it was a great performance by by um the winner to be to be up there for mad pace early on in this race and stay there. I don't know. It's sometimes this race is funny. They're 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 plotters, but the fact he could go the gallop that early gallop that was mental. Mm. You know, are we looking at a future gold cup horse? A good chance of it. Very yeah. good chance of it. Yeah. It's not yeah. like you know. Nichols winning hurdle races at the festival. No, it's very rare. Like, it's very it's rare. The often, like you know, so Jesus, this this could be this could be a right one, you know. Especially if he if he could go that early gallop and he stays, this could be a really really good horse. Especially you assume he's going to improve our fences. Yeah. Uh, for the record, the horse that beat Stayaway Fay is called Maximilian. He won at Doncaster. He's a BHA rating of one thirty nine. Um. So I would say he looks relatively well handicapped off that if he hasn't already gone up standing in his box because uh, they were well cleared a third that day at Donny as well. So it's quite likely that Stayaway Faye may have actually ran his race that day. Um, Yeah, so Albert Bartlett, no other thoughts now? I think we're, we're good. On to the main one? Yeah, on to the big one, yeah. On to the big yeah. one. So, uh, yeah, a phenomenal staying performance nearly as good as Dex drinking performance over the week as we said at the top of the show <laughs> Galapan Deschamps uh, seven length winner to go cup with Brave Man's game back in second conflated was third I believe Protectorat was fourth was he I think um, I'll have to double check that but anyway um, yeah top three Galapan Deschamps beat Brave Man's game conflated back in third uh, Sam Ewing coming in for the ride very late on conflated I thought he you know Actually, it was actually it was Noble Yates coming from Cleve Hill was fourth. Got got up to be protector yeah. on the line. Um, yeah, I thought Sam Young deserved a lot of credit from, you know, imagine just sitting in the weigh room suddenly half an hour before the big one. Yeah, you're riding conflated in the Gold Cup. Uh, get get the silks on, pal. I thought he I thought he did a very good job. Um, look, this was just a magnificent performance, wasn't it? What what can you say, Deck? Like, there's it was really really top draw. No excuses. No hiding places. Take it away. Yeah, oh, it, it was a vintage renewal of a Gold Cup. Like, I've started saying it the last few weeks leading up to it. You know, this is what the Gold Cup is. They go too quick. Fuck me, did they go quick in this? Like, there was absolutely no hiding place. We'd fallers, you know, you'd unseat your horses who couldn't go with them. Like, Statler, just fucking, who's not a slow horse, just just couldn't go with them. Um, and Paul buried... Galloping Deschamps out the back. This exuberant jumper we've seen over the last few years. Like, it was an absolute peach of a riot. Yeah. Um, Harry Copton gave Brave Man's Game a great riot. But Paul had so much left because he never got involved at all. But he was like, he was keeping tabs on them. It wasn't like, it wasn't like he couldn't go with them. It wasn't a Lord Windermere sort of performance. Willie's just figured this out. And, and Paul is giving them the riots they need. Like, Paul didn't ask the question until they jumped the last. I know they jumped it together, but it was over. It was all over by the shouting at that stage. And he just asked him to go and do his job. And he didn't ask him loads. He looked after him. You know, there was, there was a poll today, which performance was more impressive, a Plutards or Galloping Deschamps. A Plutards, 100%, but he wasn't looked after. You know, they've, they've really figured 
out the Gold Cup in Claw Sutton. And uh, like, it's what a training performance with this horse to get him to settle, to get him to calm down, being able to drop him out the back, to get the trip, you know, and then the ride he got. It's, it's just, yeah. it was some performance. Um, had everything. It had, like, it was a brilliant Gold Cup. It really was a, a vintage renewal of it. The pace they want, that's what you want to see. That's the test of a Gold Cup, is mm. going that pace over the distance you've ever gone before, you know, three times up that hill. But they figured it out. They've done it with Albion Fort where they put him away. They ran at Tremor. They're going to take it easy with this fella. They're not going to do too much with him. Um, he'd probably, it'd probably be the same again. You know, uh, John Dorkin, Irish Gold Cup. Mm-hmm. Will he go to Punchestown? I hope he does. But I, it is worth noting that the Durkin's going to be at a different time next year because that, that meeting is now becoming a weekend, isn't it? The Morgiana and the Durkin are coming together. Uh, over a weekend, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the Morgiana yeah. is on a week, it's on a, a two day meeting, yeah. But they're, November. Are, yeah, they're coming together. Um, they're gonna be a Saturday and a Sunday now. When, when, because the Durkin is the week after the Ferdy House meeting, the Hatton's Grace, so yeah, the Durkin's coming back to the, into the middle of November, into the middle of November, yeah, right. Okay, okay, it right. should be good though. I can see why, like, it's it's. Fair, I can understand it. It could, it could take a little bit from the race at Down Royal, but look, it will yeah. start closer to the time. Like to be honest, I think that the race at Down Royal shouldn't be a Grade One. I mean, the Dorkin probably shouldn't be a Grade One, but the, the race in Down Royal definitely shouldn't. It's way too early in the season. I do hope he goes to Punchestown because I never thought, or I thought it'd be a long, long time before we see in you know, a horse win the three Gold Cups again. Sizen John done it. It takes some doing. Uh, he's won the Irish Gold Cup. He's won the Cheltenham Gold Cup. He's doing that seven as well. You know. Hey, that's this exciting. Thing, this yeah. thing is, the way we figured out the Gold Cup, it took him a long, long time. It took him a long, long, a long time to figure out um, the, the Albert Bartlett as well. You mm. know, and, and then he figured it out and he's been, you know, he's been winning it consistently. Um, and the Gold Cup has taken a long, long time for him to figure it out now. But, like it's scary how good he was. He was absolutely exceptional. Yeah. Um. A quick word on last year's winner at Plutar. Like I, th- like he was badly hampered by a high senior who again himself deserves a lot of credit. He was jumping brilliantly up until that that error. Uh, but that's jump racing for you. Uh, at Plutar was hampered and pulled up shortly after coming down the hill. I think you could see Rachel. There was a little bit of distress signals, but it would have been nice to see. Nice to see him just not get hampered and see what would have happened. I'm not asking you where he would have finished, but would you were you happy with Aplutar up until that point? And do you think he could return to I'm not gonna say anywhere near his best. I don't think we'll ever see that again, but do you think he'd be ever, you know, somewhere close to his best again? I, I think she was starting to niggle. I, I think he was uh beaten. Yeah. I, I think he was he was probably gonna lose touch with them. Uh I don't think he'll ever be the same again. And I said already, like she and you can't blame her, like, you know, she she let, it's a gold cup. She left nothing behind. Um, but Paul looked after, you know, jumped the last with Brave Man's game and just asked him to go and do his job. Oh. Didn't ask too much of him at all. And he, he won going away. Um, but not kicked out, like, you know. I just thought yeah. it was phenomenal, right? Brilliant. It was. It was. It was really, really good. It pulled him out. I've never seen a horse travel so well after such a brutal race as well. Like, second last, Paul came out pulling a bus. Yeah. 
Um, and Braidman's game, I, I was wrong, pretty much wrong about him. He he ran an absolutely super race. Uh, They've nothing to be ashamed about. They just bumped into an absolutely exceptional. Yeah, and I tell you, they were absolutely delighted with him. That mm. tells you how good the winner was. Mm. They didn't feel like they left anything behind. No. They were just beaten by an absolute superstar. Yeah, um, and that was a, a genuinely really good two-time grade one winner at Leopard Sound back, well beaten back in third and completed as well, who has nothing mm. really to... Nothing really to be uh, upset about either. He's a great race. No, I, I thought, now look, watching the race, I, I thought I'd back him. Obviously, I was heavily invested and conflated. Mm. I'm being harsh here, probably. Uh, maybe he was a little bit close to the pace, but then he got him jumping as well, like, you know, yeah. and uh, I just thought he was going so quick. I would have liked him to see him a little bit further back, but not. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I I don't think even that would have made him finish second though. That, that I think he achieved his best finish and probably probably he, he he ran a big big race. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and look, I I'm not it's harsh. I'm not knocking Sam Ewing. He, he yeah. you know, um, I I just watched the race. So I was I knew how fast they were going. Like you know, it, it looked quick. Yeah, but uh, look, another brilliant race to be there for. It, it really vintage vintage renewal of of the Gold Cup. Yeah, that was quality. Um, quick touch on the the hunters. Premier Magic uh, went very early, but held on. Uh, it's on the line. Six year old trained by Emmett Mullins. Uh, was second. Uh, only as I said, only a six year old, so he could be one for the hunters going forward. But it is worth noting that Ferns Lock beat him doing handstands by twelve lengths earlier mm. in the season. So Christ knows what Ferns Lock is when when we see him unleashed. Uh, obviously, an easy winner at Gower in the week before Cheltenham. Um. Look, he could be good enough to run in grade ones over fences. Uh, the, again, Fernzok, who is himself only six, uh, Christ knows how good he could be. Uh, and just, I hope we see him in, in some proper graded races as well, because he might have this Hunter's division on lock for a long, long time um, with the form that he's shown early. I, I take it you have no thoughts on the Hunter's deck or... Uh, the winner was disappointed. Oh, his favourite was disappointing, wasn't he? The winner was yeah. disappointing, was he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think of that race. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the favourite was disappointing. I, I know. Oh, I, I, I was kind of still in awe of the Gold Cup by the mm. time that race was, was jumping off. Understandable. Right, uh, take it away on Impervious then. Mares Jays. Ah, oh, stop that. You know... <laughs> She's magic, isn't she? Like, she could be anything. She's given, she's carried a penalty there. We've seen her beat Journey with me, uh, giving him weight. And there's talk of going to Punchestown now to take on the Geldings. Um, Please. Yeah. I, you know, hopefully she goes to the King George and hopefully she goes to the Gold Cup next year. I, I think she's that good. Her attitude is top class. Like, they pulled well clear, didn't they? And she well just outstayed. Allegora Vessi's a good horse. All the talk was about her, but she just outstayed her. Like she's she just puts her head so down. Good. She's just so game and yeah, there's just her right horse. Yeah, yeah, she really is. You know, um yeah, she's she's magic. She's absolutely magic. Uh great for Brian Hayes as well. Yeah. Um having his first win. You know, Rachel taking home all the trophies all the time in Cheltenham. He's one to stick on the mantelpiece now. Yeah. And, and he has I've <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so. <laughs> You've no, never won no. right the marriage days, Rachel, have you? No. It was nice. It was <laughs> it was nice that they let him keep the ride. Yeah. And um look, Colin Murphy, some handler, a strike rate at, at Cheltenham is outrageous. Yeah. So 
hopefully, you know, I think she's a Gold Cup mare. You know, even though I was saying, even when I was saying, talking about backing up for the Arkle, I was talking about her winning, you know, the Arkle with a staying performance, the end, the, the, the end to end gallop. She's quick and she stays. She probably, she won't quicken off a slow pace. We've seen her in the Royal Bond uh, where she couldn't quicken off the slow pace, but she's just a much better chaser. Um, and I, she's got so much stamina and so much pace. She'd be ideal in the Gold Cup, I think. Yeah. But now you're going into the unknown and Mare's, you know, Don Run's the last Mare to win the Gold Cup, but not many have tried. But this one could be anything and I'd yeah. love to hear it in the King George as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I, I echo all of that. I don't think there's any novice around that could give her seven pounds. Um, And like even, she's already beat the Geldings. She had an eight pound penalty when she beat Journey with me. Um, so she was actually giving him a pound if you take the seven pound allowance in. Like that was like that. I think she'd have won the Turners. I think she'd have gone very close in the Arkle. I think her and El Fabiola would have been a brilliant race. Um, and I would fancy her to be any of the Geldings getting seven pounds of punches down. And I completely agree with you. Um, Gold Cup mare for next year if they have the balls, I think she'd stay as well. Um, right. So I don't think we've eaten on the Martin Pipe. Uh, a great ride, Aiden Walsh on, on a Rocco. Um, Aiden Kelly. Uh, Aiden Kelly, Aiden Walsh, Aiden Kelly, yeah. Um, on a Rocco, I thought that like you know, kind of a never say die, bit of a gamble. Um, fantastic, a fantastic way to end the festival. Uh, we'll come to our our bet. So we're going to give you guys a little double for the twenty twenty four Cheltenham Festival. We're going to swallow our pride here, and we're going to forget about these by hopefully next week. Uh, Deck, we'll stick with Impervious because you have actually tipped her for the Gold Cup. Yeah. There's not many people, uh, you know. Uh, quoting her, there's actually more people quoting or more bookies quoting Allegri Davassi somehow, even though she didn't stay. <laughs> um, so or it, lo- it looked like she didn't stay in Paris. She's outside. Outside. Um, so there's one bookie going 66s, there's one's going or there's one going 50s. Uh, so Deck will give you the 66s on Impervious. Is there anything you want to add to that? Or oh, I, I've covered it really, you'll be on you repeating myself. Yeah, yeah. So Impervious 66 to 1 for the 2024 Gold Cup. I have gone for something much shorter, something that did not run at the Cheltenham Festival. Um, it's Ballyburn, the, the, the Willie Mullins horse. 14 to 1 for the opener, the Supreme Novices Hurdle. Um, look, my motto is when I really fancy a horse and it gets B, I automatically think that's strong form. It's just the way my mind works. So I really fancied Irish Panther to win at Punchestown, at Punchestown Bumper a few weeks ago. He was well back to do so. However, this lad, Ballyburn, was also well back to make a winning rules debut after winning his point. He did not settle. So I was like, right, don't need to worry about him after six furlongs. Like, this lad is just completely disobedient, not listening to his jockey. He'd be lucky to finish within 10 lengths. And not only did he finish within 10 lengths, he went and won the race and he couldn't be pulled up which just made me think this is a, a machine that there's no other rhyme or reason about it. I don't like, like hype and bumper horses, but you just know a good horse when you see one. Um, look, there's, there's not much more, much else to say. I just think he's, he could be very, very smart indeed. I'm absolutely over the moon. They skipped the champion bumper with him as well. Uh, that a type of race that could, uh, this King going horse, that's a race that just could possibly blow his brains out. I'm, kind of hoping he probably gave himself such a hard race at Punchestown. I'm kind of hoping we don't see him again this season. If we see him at Punchestown, Ferry House, so be it. But I'd be more than happy just to not see him again this season with a view to going hurdling next year. 
I think this is a, a right one and, and 14 to 1 for the Supreme. It's about the shortest price I would get involved with anti-post, especially fucking a year from, from the day or whatever. Um, 14 to 1, I think he has a fantastic chance in the opener. So, Ballyburn at 14s for the Supreme and Impervious at 66 to 1 for the Gold Cup, Declan. Um, that's a nice each way double for 2024, guys. So, that pretty much brings an end to, to our show. Is there anything else, Deck, you want to you wanna say about Cheltenham or, or anything else? Um, yeah, just well, look, obviously, you know, Andy, but uh, I'll be taking a break from the USO. So, um, just want to say, I, I've made great friends on here yourself, Andy, the lads, and the girls, and even the people I've met at the race course, people have come up and said hello, fair play, mm-hmm. and continue to keep doing that. So, I'll hope to leave you with a winner tomorrow. There's a horse in the bumper. Oh, really? <laughs> Go on. Um, he ideal to Tabert. He's running. He's running competitive auction hurdles, uh, novice hurdles, and he's coming back over bumpers. One of the things I learned to look out for from Andy. So uh, he's a nice enough price. He's actually on the drift. He was eleven to two. He's out to thirteen to two now. So, um, hopefully I can leave you with that one to go in tomorrow. Oh well, best luck, Deck. And you are going to be your missed one on your on your break here, but. Uh, like, I don't know what the show will be like without you. How am I going to fucking enter? You'll have to start, you'd start drinking wine. Jesus Christ, I'll have to try. Yeah, I'll take more than that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, look, there is a there is one runner at Cork that I will mention tomorrow. It's a friend of the show at this stage because he kept becoming a non-runner and, and um, it, it was very frustrating, but he, he doddled up finally for us at Clonmel. It's West Breeze. Uh, he's in the 350 at Cork. Rachel Blackmore's booked to ride. Uh, obviously, one last time out at Clonmel. Um, under an it was an amateur's race i, I look I, I wasn't happy with the ride there was a bit of showboating going on he nearly got put the second last but he won as easy as he liked the soft ground won't be a problem for him uh, he's up to 109 but i i just think this horse could have stacks in hand and, and when they get bored they can go back over fences so there's a little double for you for his lads westbury's in the 350 and was it a rocco the tarbert ideal do tabert ideal the tabert in the bumpers at 5 30. um yeah, okay. Big price as well, Decker. You're, you're talking seven, eight to one there. So he's on the uh, drift. He must have lost a leg. He must have lost a leg. Well, uh, we'll ring Uncle Gav and he's we'll see. What yeah. Um look, we really appreciate you guys as well for sticking with us and a Cheltenham review. I hope you uh picked up a few things and, and happy to listen to us blag. We were we were trying to keep this to an hour, an hour and ten, but what can happen when you're talking about Cheltenham? Uh, Deck, I very much appreciate you. Hope to see yeah. you soon. Um, yeah. yeah, all the best, guys. Yeah, and thanks very much, everyone. Thanks, cheers, Agreed. everyone. Right, yeah. bye bye.